0: no one noticed that Joe Borelli was losing his mind. No one but Borelli himself. The wiry, dark-haired radiologist was 43 years old. He ran two successful practices, taught at the Medical University of South Carolina, and played a ferocious game of tennis. To most people, he seemed more than competent, yet he'd begun to have trouble remembering names. His children's friends his fellow Cub Scout leaders, his receptionist. He forgot to run promised errands for his wife. He got lost driving in his own suburban neighborhood. He would doze off over paperwork and awaken with drool dampening his lab coat. Borelli feared he had a neurodegenerative disease, perhaps early-onset Alzheimer's. But as a physician... He knew that cognitive problems coupled with fatigue could also indicate obstructive sleep apnea, OSA, a disorder in which sagging tissue periodically blocks the upper airway during slumber. Sufferers stop breathing for seconds or minutes until the brain's alarm centers rouse them. Although the cycle may repeat hundreds of times a night, patients typically remember nothing They assume they're suffering from ordinary tiredness until the collateral damage becomes impossible to ignore. One night, Borelli checked into a sleep clinic, where a technician pasted electrodes to his scalp, face, legs, and torso, fastened a sensor belt around his chest, and stuck an airflow monitor beneath his nostrils. He managed to drift off despite these encumbrances while computerized equipment monitored his brain waves, eye movements, body movements, heartbeat, and respiration, his numbers all fell within the normal range. Months later, as his symptoms worsened, he went for a workup with a neurologist, who found nothing amiss but suggested he be retested for apnea. Borelli tried another sleep clinic. This time, he was diagnosed with borderline OSA. The doctor sent him home with a continuous positive airway pressure machine, or CPAP, a contraption that resembled a small gas station tire pump, designed to keep his throat open by gently inflating it. But the face mask was uncomfortable, and he awoke each morning feeling as exhausted as ever. He quit using the device after a few weeks. Borelli's fingers soon grew so clumsy that he couldn't button his shirt cuffs. His heart raced wildly when he rose from a chair, and even a short walk winded him. Absorbing new information became more difficult, as did following a simple train of thought. Haunted by the specter of his own decline, Borelli became increasingly anxious and depressed. He gave up tennis. He resigned his chairmanship of a national professional committee. His marriage dissolved he found himself daydreaming about suicide. One day, he later told me, I just collapsed in the shower, crying. Then he dried himself off and went looking for the best sleep specialist in America. He settled on Christian Guilleminot, a venerated clinician and researcher at the Stanford University School of Medicine, pioneered the diagnosis and treatment of sleep apnea in the 1970s, Borelli flew across the country for a consultation at Stanford's sprawling outpatient center in Redwood City, California. After shining a flashlight in Borelli's mouth and running another overnight test to confirm his hunch, Guilleminot delivered a new diagnosis, Upper Airway Resistance Syndrome, or UARS a condition in which the airway is partially obstructed during sleep, restricting breathing rather than stopping it. By coincidence, Guilleminot himself had first identified the syndrome in a 1993 journal report. Like classical sleep apnea, UARS may trigger symptoms ranging from depression and cognitive deficits to hypertension, yet it's far less widely known more difficult to detect. You've had this disorder since you were a little boy, Guillemino declared in his thick French accent.